0: This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. It's time to find some cheap stocks. So it's time to do our classic value screen again. And remember, this is the old school type of screen. This would be Ben Graham or Warren Buffett type of investing where we're looking for really low classic value fundamentals. And remember, as well this value screen does combine those fundamentals with the Zacks rank and the style score for value so it's pretty deep value all the way around plus hopefully we're getting the rising earnings estimates as well using the rank so just a reminder what's in the classic value screen so its price to sales under one its price to book under two it's P.E. under 20. So the P.E. is a little bit higher than what we normally would look for, which is 15. But because we have so many other components on the screen, if we went to 15, we may get a really small number of stocks. So keeping the P.E. just under 20 gives us a little more room. And we have all these other fundamentals. So I'm not concerned about it being you know, expensive, the stock. It's going to be cheap then uh we have the peg under one so we're going to get some growth there then we use price to cash flow that's also under 20. and then this screen looks for uh the last close of the stock above five dollars i know a lot of you like the five and unders right but uh it gives us a little more stability if it's over five dollars and uh bigger fund managers don't like to own anything under five dollars So they look for over $5. So we want stocks that more people are in. So last close above $5, average volume above 100,000 a day. So again, that will uh, exclude some of the smaller cap, less known companies, but that's okay too. Then we have, again, the Zacks rank of one or two and the value style score of A or B, which are the highest. So those are equivalent to ones or twos kind of thing on the the scoring. So uh, the value scores also compare stocks with their peers, like the cheapest among the industry type of thing, and also looks at the classic value fundamentals. So that's all thrown in there too. So by adding those value style scores, we're getting even like another round of (laughs) valueness in in these screens. So this is a pretty intense screen. I was a little concerned about what we might get. I thought we might get 10 stocks or under, but uh, surprisingly it returned 19 matches right now. Ooh, this is intriguing, right? That's that's more than I can recall in quite some time because it is such a narrow screen and, you know, the indexes are near all time highs again. And so some stocks are soaring, but this kind of does tell you that there may be some weakness underlying those big cap, say, tech type stocks. And so the value is becoming more of a value right now on this recent weakness and a little bit of a pullback in the value type of stocks. So that's maybe why we got the 19 matches as well. So I'm going to do what I always do on these episodes and I'm just going to dive in on five of the names I picked out of the 19. And um, just so you know this screen gave us a couple of Chinese companies not a lot. I think there were two or three on there. And I excluded those given everything that's going on in China and the crackdown on a lot of U.S. listed companies and all that. I just don't want to deal with anything that's in the headlines. That's always been my mantra. It doesn't matter if it's China or what it is. If you're making like the front page of the newspaper or the online news portal for whatever reason, I don't like to own you. So I excluded the the Chinese companies, so that took a few out of there but what else is on here there were a couple chemical companies um, no banks and no energy other than the China energy there were a couple China China petroleum and China, Petro China but there were no US energy companies even though a lot of those are cheap on a PE basis so that must mean on the cash flow and some of these other metrics they're just not making the cut so um, no energy on here. Okay so let's dive right in and find out what is on here and what five stocks I have picked out some of these we've heard about before some maybe new and so it's kind of an interesting mix so the first one out the gate is Bassett furniture B S E T I've been covering all the furniture companies over the last year off and on because a lot of them remain cheap and they are showing up in a lot of these screens even with the big surge in the share prices for these. BASA just reported its earnings actually on July 1st. So we actually have up-to-date information about what is going on in the furniture industry. And everyone keeps assuming it's going to slow down, especially on the reopen. Like, hasn't everyone bought all their furniture? (laughs) But with the housing market still remaining red hot and people still really nesting at home, that trend has not gone away. So... Furniture, still seeing big surges year over year, even quarter over quarter. And Bassett second quarter sales up 94.4%. Now remember last year would have been the pandemic quarter. So um, it's easy to lap that year, right? But from the second quarter of 2019, the company said it was up 15%. So even pre-pandemic, sales up 15% which is uh, very nice off of that level. Wholesale was up 129% in the quarter and up 51% from 2019. Retail up 88.4% year over year but the retail is going to be because those stores were shut down. Last year, so we're not really caring so much about retail, but overall, pretty impressive numbers that continue to just build on each other. Um, now they said some interesting things, they've done three general price increases since December, and they called it unprecedented. That's you know, they're trying to keep up with the rise in their raw material costs and labor, and uh, having a hard time doing so. They said that their furniture trucking segment was overwhelmed. So while they can make the furniture and get it manufactured, when they try to ship it to you, they encounter even more delays because everybody is basically booked for months or weeks. (laughs) So it's like a double whammy. Uh, Manufacturing is a little slow because the supply chain has been hit. They have had issues with getting Uh, materials some materials they're still trying to get so that's delays Uh, they're having issues with COVID itself at some of their manufacturing facilities still and also just in hiring trying to hire for those uh, facilities and so it's just all-around still very challenging in the furniture business getting the product to the customer they also said they went to the market down in the Carolinas the furniture market down there and we're told that they are doing better on getting product to customers than some of their competitors and they were thanked for it. So this is how hard it is out there and anyone who's gone out there to buy a couch or various other pieces of furniture right now, you know that they're telling you that it could be up to six months before you get the item. And we're just so not used to that. We're used to like maybe waiting three to four weeks to get it, maybe six weeks if you really want it. But six months? No. Like, you know, how how could that be? So this is some of the challenges facing furniture. But that being said, um, Bassett is cheap. PE of just 11.7 here. The peg is 0.7. Price to sales ratio, 0.5. Price to book, 1.5 it's exact number two right now does pay a dividend yielding 2% so they are giving back some of this uh, good times back to the shareholders now over the last three months these shares have weakened a bit and are down 5.9% which isn't a big decline obviously so uh, a lot of people think again that the furniture story is done but this was just a report on July 1st It doesn't sound real done to me so I would be looking to be a buyer of the furniture stocks on any weakness now over the last year the shares are still up two hundred (laughs) and fifty seven percent so nobody's talking about Bassett furniture and what it's done over the last year um but this is what makes it a value stock right that it is being ignored for the most part by the regular mainstream investors. Someone's been in it to get it up 257%, but um, it has weakened a bit here recently, so I'm looking for an entry point in some of these furniture retailers on this weakness. Okay, switching to stock number two, which kind of falls in with what Bassett was saying, and it's ECHO Global Logistics, ECHO. We've talked about it in the past on various podcasts. It is in logistics. So um, this has been a hot area. And over um, the last year, these shares have seen big gains. But over the last year, now up just 29.8% because they have really pulled back in the last couple months. Three months, they're down about 10% now. But in their last quarter, they said first quarter revenue up 45.3%. And then they raised full year revenue guidance So that was a couple months ago. They're going to report at the end of July here, July 28th. So we're going to get another update. But these shares are cheap. P.E. is at 13.4. The PEG is 0.77. Price to sales ratio just 0.28. So yeah, this one is cheap too. Echo Global Logistics, ECHO. Then we're going to get into the autos because they have been cheap. Both the auto retailers and the auto manufacturers are now making this list. So the first one is Ford, ticker F. I know many of you are in it and you love it. One year it's up 137%. So good for those of you who were in it early and are still riding it. Last three months up 17%, but still cheap. PE is at 13.7. PEG is just 063 price to sales 0.45 and they're going into that electric vehicle market it's gonna be a hot one right so that's ford ticker f uh also a lot of these they're all uh most of their earnings reports are coming soon so if you're listening to this a little bit later after it was recorded in july of 2021 then these companies have reported earnings again so be sure to check that out uh okay the next one is its competitor general motors gm is the ticker i couldn't resist having both of them on here even though they are the same industry but when was the last time both have had these kinds of value fundamentals at the same time with the great zacks ranks so ford is a number two gm is a number one right now uh gm one year up 136 percent so very similar to ford which was up 137 But over the last three months, it's actually down 1%. So it's not been uh, running quite as spectacularly as Ford. So that could be a buying opportunity here on General Motors. Its PE is just 9.3. So it's cheaper than Ford. PEG is 0.9 and price to sales 0.7. So a little pricier on some of these other components, however. But on a PE basis, it's cheaper than Ford right here. It's reporting in August, early August at some point. So... Uh, be sure to tune in on these auto manufacturing reports because this is sure to be interesting this year here in 2021. And then we're going to wrap it up with another logistics company and uh, also transportation, which ties in with what Bassett was saying again. And that's Schneider National, S-N-D-R. They're trucking, intermodal and logistics. And uh, over the last year, they're up, Um, Oh, no. Uh, Yes. Down 11.1. So this was an interesting chart. And this is why I encourage people to make sure they do their research and not just be like, oh, it's cheap. It's fine. Because you think the trucking companies would be up big over the last year. But it's actually down. So it had a big run, but it's given most of it back. So over the last three months, it's down 14.4 percent and even over the last month down 4.3 so it has this seems more like a um you have to time it correctly type of trade not a buy and hold type of investment but that's just what it looks like from the chart compared to some of these others that we were just talking about so pe is at 12.7 peg is at 0.9 price to sales is 0.8 um, and it's a number two, it does pay dividend 1.3%, and it reports on July 29th. So that's Schneider National SNDR. So you can kind of see a pattern a little bit with these choices that I made out of the 19 that, you know, we got a lot of logistics, we have a um, lot of the automakers, a few of the retailers were on there that we've talked about in the past, like Penske. Um, they were on there and then we have furniture. So (laughs) furniture is like one of the few retailers that continues to be dirt cheap, even though they're crushing it. So keep that in mind. Like I said, I'm looking around to see if there's more weakness in the furniture, uh, retailers here, then I may be, um, interested in getting in because the valuations are still good here. And a lot of them are shareholder friendly. They're either buying back shares and, or, paying dividends, which I like a lot. So I don't believe the nesting is going anywhere anytime soon and people are going to be buying new homes for the next several years, especially that big group of millennials reaching that home buyer age of anywhere between 28 and 32. They're all looking to buy right now and it's going to go on for several more years. So keep that in mind when you're thinking about the furniture manufacturers. So that's it, that's the five stocks that are classic fundamentals right here. So an interesting mix and I still like the value stocks here. They have pulled back, like I said, even as growth has come back into favor. So you can get them a bit cheaper and as you know, we like to get stocks on sale and there are some stocks on sale. So. Um, Be out there, do your research, keep looking, listen to the conference calls, find out what's going on behind the scenes, watch to see if any insiders are buying on any of the pullbacks or if the stocks get cheaper because that's always a sign too. And um, yeah, so run these screens, run them. Okay, so the tickers again, Bassett is B-S-E-T, Echo. Uh, Global Logistics, ECHO, Ford is just F, General Motors is just GM, and Snyder is S-N-D-R. And as always, we're going to be covering everything going on with value stocks throughout earnings season and beyond. So get us somewhere. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Amazon Music. We're everywhere. But get us there. And I'll see you again next week with some more value stocks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal tax or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified and described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's Investment Research search as a whole